0: Embedded in this week's parasha are two of the most fundamental commands of Judaism, commands that touch on the very nature of Jewish identity. Do not desecrate my holy name. I must be sanctified among the Israelites. I am the Lord who made you holy uh, and who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. These two commands, respectively, are the prohibition against Chilul HaShem, desecrating God's name and the positive command, Kiddush HaShem, that we're commanded to sanctify God's name. What are those commands and what do they mean? First, we have to understand the concept of name as it applies to God. A name is how we are known to others. God's name is therefore His standing in the world. Do people acknowledge Him, respect Him, honor Him? The commands of Kiddush HaShem and Chilul HaShem locate that responsibility in the conduct and fate of the Jewish people. That's what Isaiah meant when he said, You are my witnesses, said God, that I am God. The God of Israel is the God of all humanity. He created the universe and life itself. He made all of us, Jew and non-Jew alike, in his image. Yet the God of Israel is radically unlike the gods in which the ancients believed and the reality in which today's scientific atheists believe. He isn't identical with nature. He created nature. He isn't identical with the physical universe. He transcends the universe. He isn't capable of being mapped by science, observed, measured, quantified. He isn't that kind of thing at all. How then is he known? The radical claim of Torah is that he is known, not exclusively, but primarily through Jewish history and through the ways Jews live. That's what Moses means when he says at the end of his life, ask now about the former days long before your time from the day God created human beings on the earth. Ask them from one end of the heavens to the other. Has anything so great as this ever happened or anything like it ever been heard of? Has any other people heard the voice of God speaking out of fire as you have and lived? Has any God ever tried to take himself one nation out of another nation, by testing, signs, wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, or by great and awesome deeds, like all the things the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. In other words, 33 centuries ago, Moses already knew that Jewish history was and would continue to be unique. No other nation has ever survived such trials. The revelation of God to Israel was unique. No other religion is built on a direct revelation of God to an entire people, as happened at Mount Sinai. Therefore, God, the God of revolution, revelation and redemption, is known to the world through Israel. In ourselves, we are testimony to something beyond ourselves. We are God's ambassadors to the world. Therefore, when we behave in such a way as to evoke admiration for Judaism as a faith and way of life, that's a kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of God's name. When we do the opposite, when we betray that faith and way of life, causing people to have contempt for the God of Israel, that is a chilul Hashem, a desecration of God's name. And that's what Amos, the prophet Amos, means when he says they trample on the heads of the poor as on the dust of the ground and deny justice to the oppressed so they desecrate my holy name, says God. When Jews behave badly, unethically, unjustly they create a Chilul Hashem. People say, I can't respect a religion or a God that inspire people to behave in such a way. The same applies on a larger, more international scale. The prophet, who never tired of pointing this out, was Ezekiel, the man who went into exile into Babylon after the destruction of the first temple. This is what Ezekiel heard God saying to him. I have dispersed them among the nations, and they were scattered through the countries. I judged them according to their conduct and their actions. And Wherever they went among the nations, they profaned my holy name. For it was said of them, these are the Lord's people, yet they had to leave the land. When Jews are defeated and sent into exile, it's not only a tragedy for them, it's a tragedy for God. He feels like a parent would feel when he sees a child of his disgraced and sent to prison. He feels a sense of shame, and worse than that, of inexplicable failure. How is it that despite all I did for them, I couldn't save my child from himself? When Jews are faithful to their mission when they live and lead, and inspire as Jews, then God's name is exalted. That's what Isaiah means when he says, you are my servant Israel in whom I will be glorified. So that's the logic of Kiddush Hashem and Chilol Hashem. The fate of God's name in the world is dependent on us and how we behave. No nation has ever been given a greater or more fateful responsibility. And it means that we each have a share in this task. When a Jew, especially a religious Jew, behaves badly, acts unethically in business, or is guilty of sexual abuse, or utters a racist remark, or acts with contempt for others, it reflects badly on all Jews and on Judaism itself. And when a Jew, especially a religious Jew, acts well, develops a reputation for acting honorably in business, or caring for victims of abuse, or showing conspicuous generosity of spirit, not only does it reflect well on Jews, it increases the respect people have for religion in general, and thus for God. This is how Maimonides puts it in his law code, speaking of Kiddush Hashem. If a person has been scrupulous in his conduct, gentle in his conversation, pleasant towards his fellow creatures, affable in manner when receiving, not retorting even when affronted, but showing courtesy to everyone, even to those who treat him with disdain, and conducts his business affairs with integrity, and doing more than his duty in all things, while avoiding extremes and exaggerations, such a person has sanctified God. Rabbi Norman Lamb once told the amusing story of Mendel the waiter. When the news came through to a cruise liner, about the daring Israeli raid on Entebbe in 1976, the passengers wanted to pay tribute in some way to Israel and the Jewish people. There was a search made to see if there was a Jewish member of the crew. Only one could be found, Mendel the waiter. So at a solemn ceremony, the captain, on behalf of the passengers, offered his congratulations to Mendel, who suddenly found himself elected de facto as the ambassador of the Jewish people we are all like it or not ambassadors of the Jewish people and how we live behave and treat others reflects not only on us as individuals but on Jewry as a whole and thus on Judaism and the God of Israel be not afraid of greatness said Shakespeare in Twelfth Night some are born great some achieve greatness and others have greatness thrust upon them throughout history Jews have had greatness thrust upon them. As the late Milton Hibblefarb used to write, the number of Jews in the world is smaller than a small statistical error in the Chinese census. Yet we remain bigger than our numbers. Big things seem to happen around us and to us. God trusted us enough to make us his ambassadors to an often faithless and brutal world. The choice is ours. Will our lives be a kiddo shashem or, God forbid, the opposite? To have done something, even one act in a lifetime, to make someone grateful that there is a God in heaven who inspires people to do good on earth is perhaps the greatest achievement to which anyone can aspire. Shakespeare rightly defined the challenge, be not afraid of greatness.